One of our favorite guests, Miss Danica Connors, is back on the show today. Danica has been walking us through the nature-based or Wiccan-practiced holidays or observed holidays over the past year. Uh, we left February with Imolk and are moving towards Spring Equinox and Ostara. So in today's episode, Danica is going to share with us how to slow down and appreciate this time of the year, how to uh, practice and understand what's happening this time of the year and to make space for that. I love understanding these uh, rituals and practices in a deeper way and being able to apply them into my life when I slow down and, and, and move with the seasons instead of trying to move uh, against the current of the seasons, things seem to flow easier for me. So I'm really thankful for Danica and her time, thankful to talk about the symbols and the practices of this beautiful time of the year when we switch from our darker times into our lighter times. Not to say there's anything bad with the darkness or better with the light, but it's just a nice little switch. So join us as we talk about this beautiful time of the year. We'll see you on the other side. But first, a message from our sponsor. Anamkara is a gorgeous meditation and healing center offering daily in-person and virtual services to help bring you back to the center of who you truly are. They serve through a collective of practitioners, healers, and teachers, offering daily meditation classes, one-on-one -on -one healing sessions, workshops, personal ceremonies, and private events, plus corporate and team training, all with mindfulness at the core. The center itself is located in the heart of downtown Spokane. Every part of it was built, designed, and curated for you to drop into your calm place. They have a large community space for daily meditation classes and workshops, as well as two one-on-one -on -one healing rooms, a community kitchen to gather for tea, plus a well-stocked apothecary for you to gather all of your self-care and ritual needs. Hannah Talbot, the owner and founder of Anamkara, dreamed of opening this space for years. It is her ultimate manifestation, and she cannot wait to share it with those in the Spokane community, but also through the virtual ethers, wherever you may be. Pop in for a class today. You can follow them on Instagram to book and stay up to date. Check out the website, the full schedule, meet the practitioners, and view all the offerings. Visit them at anamkarahealing.center. Anamkara, may you be nourished and ignited. Our healing journey can be difficult and might feel lonely at times. That's why I love sound baths. When we can get together in a community, we intrinsically support and feel supported by others. And that combined energy can help us go deeper into our own healing journeys. And all you have to do is just lay there for one hour and listen to beautiful healing sounds. I'm a sound healing practitioner, and I hold sound baths on a regular basis in the greater Seattle area. You can find my next sound baths on my website at adamrealhealing.com. That's Adam, A-D-A-M, real, R-I-E-H-L, healing, H-E-A-L-I-N-G.com. Adamrealhealing.com. Your healing is worth your time. And now an uninterrupted podcast with Danica Connors. All right, welcome back to our show. Uh, today, I'm joined by my favorite returning guest, Ms. Danica Connors. Uh, Danica is uh, has signed up willingly or unwillingly. I think maybe I conned her into. Oh, it. it's very yeah. willing. This is this is I, this is a willing candidate right here. Love it, love it. So I've been having Danica on to come on and talk about the um, our our Wiccan holidays or just like the seasonal holidays, right? Outside of what. Uh, like Christmas or Thanksgiving, you know, what we've been talking about is, have been the, the equinoxes, um, the solstices, Beltane, which we're getting to next, mm, that's next month mm -hmm. or two months, 
Uh, we just did Imolk uh, in February. And, uh, and just been going through all the different types of uh, celebrations that we can recognize throughout the year, moving with the calendar year, which is what Wiccans and Pagans and some of those more, uh, you know, the cultures and practice practitioners that recognize more natural um, a flow of life, maybe, you know. Um, and so this is the second of the three spring festivals. So we did Imolk not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ostara is our spring equinox, which we're stepping into now. And when this episode releases, which I'm releasing it a day early, just so we can hit the spring equinox, Yay. it'll be on that Monday. And then uh, the next one that we mentioned in, uh, will be Beltane. And so with uh, spring equinox, uh, this is one of my favorites to talk about, to experience, because it's finally getting the light back, you know, and we're, we're coming over that crest and we can start to plant seeds and do all that fun stuff. Uh, but one of the things that I really, uh, uh, when I was researching this and uh, one of the phrases that I heard was uh, God moving from infancy to maturity. And I love that. I thought that was beautiful. So... Thank you always for being here and being my expert on all these beautiful celebrations <laughs> that I know very little about. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, so let's, let's talk about, let's talk about Ostara. Yeah. So, you know, um, the equinoxes, whether it's spring equinox or fall equinox or, um, are moments of pause. They are the moment that you stop in order to prepare hmm. and become clear before the power of the upcoming season, right? Mm. So we have on spring equinox, we have equal day and equal night. But from that point forward, the light, the day prevails. Mm. It's so beautiful. (laughs) Especially in the Northwest. I love it. (laughs) Give me the light. Give me the sun again. (laughs) Uh. But what it is is people get... um, there's this almost, I find this need to jump ahead past the moment mm. at spring equinox. How many of us go, okay, we can plant seeds now and we're going to go get plants at the store and we put them in and they all freeze and things don't happen right or whatever. It, it's, it's this moment to prepare your ground. <laughs> Not dive into it. Yeah, it's the moment to stop. Uh-huh take stock, what needs to be clean and cleared away, what needs to be pruned, and that comes from knowing clearly what it is you want. Mm. So it's, what do I want, and how am I going to get it? And in order to do that, what do I have to do to prepare? We always... Skip, we want to skip those points and right. just get to the juicy action of uh, Beltane and summer solstice and here we go, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. But spring equinox is about balance. It's about going, what's off? Mm. And that takes stillness. That takes a really, it takes more strength to sit still at the equinox moments because 100%. you just like for spring for people who are like summer people they're like here it comes for yeah. people who are like fall and winter people uh, autumn equinox are like here it comes yeah. you know <laughs> and you just want to jump past the wait wait wait, wait a minute mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. is what we've got this is you know you build a nest you don't lay the egg yet right you know what i mean it's just like you were talking about the squirrel outside yep. of your of your window getting these clippings in order to make their nest. They're preparing. 
mm-hmm. for what's coming. You know, the, the pruning uh, metaphor you, or example you use uh, really lands with me because I've mentioned before we hit record, my mom was a master gardener. Mm-hmm. And when I first started working with plants, she was still in her career. So she kind of gave me little tidbits here and there. But, you know, I kind of just on my own killed a bunch of stuff. And, uh, <laughs> but I was always afraid of pruning. I was always afraid of it. I didn't know what I was doing. I felt like I was hurting the plant. <clears throat> so I was just like trusting my instincts of like just letting it grow. Like I had ginseng bonsais. I was just like growing way too big for what they were supposed to be. But I'm like, I don't know what to do. But but I was still fertilized. I was still like, yes, okay, we're going to make you bigger and do all the things. But finally, my mom retired and she gave me some pointers on how to prune and how to properly like get ready. And that's the thing. It's like before you add the fertilizer, before you get that thing, this is that part to get it ready. You have to show it like, okay, we're going to cut you here and this is going to stimulate growth. But it takes that time. You know, so that for me, that just landed perfectly. I love that. Yeah. And that it, it also means that we can't have everything. Yeah. Spring equinox is a time of, of like choice. We make decisions because Mm. we're about to take our first actions and those very first ones are the things that determine how everything else grows Uh, so there's what pruning is Mm. you know pruning is cutting back right you know it's just not about excess right this is not the time this is how do you create balance and structure in order for something to grow well Mm. you know in in a in in a container, well, not even a container, in a format that allows it to have strength and room to grow and direction and all of these things. So uh, spring equinox is very, very, very much about that for Mm. our lives to stop and take stock and go, okay, where do I need to very necessarily prune? You know, we rake the leaves up. Right. This is the time to expose the soil mm. to the sun. Yeah. You know, it's about turning it over. It's right. about, you know, pulling the compost off and pulling off whatever we and just shedding those first instinctive moments to the warmth of what's going to occur. And I used to live in New England, so mm. that happened in like <laughs> May, you know, it was, it's it's very, it's a very different thing. That's why I like, um, you know, to me, Beltane in around May, that's when you're like, here come the seeds and then the plants are coming and things are starting to get warm and you give it a better shot and everything's awake and everything is like sexually active around Uh. you and all these things. But it's hard. It's hard as a culture to really res- responsibly slow down right. to prune and prepare and plan your garden. Like, you know, you may have planned it during the winter months, but the, these first sections are so how you fertilize, how you turn the soil, what are you going to do? All of those things are so important. Right. And that's why, you know, I, I'm, I'm as much to blame as everybody else because I love skipping right on past this one. I'm like, ah, you know, oh, look, the day's getting brighter. I don't have to prune anything. You know, it's like, no, you do. (laughs) No, you do. And when you stop and really take stock of that, it, it allows you to go in and not expend Mm. needless energy in areas that aren't going to actually support 
your own growth. Right. And I think that, you know, the, the slowing down is a beautiful message for us now because we're, you know, we as a society are instantly gratified, right? We're very much instant gratification. Uh, I even read, a, <clears throat> you know, with, with Instagram and, you know, the swiping and all that shit. I, I read an article recently talking about um, the new Fast and the Furious movie. Which I have not seen, uh-huh, probably don't I plan on either. seeing, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but it talks about the rapid pace in which they change from scene to scene, which is way <sighs> faster than normal. But what we've seen in the past, but what they're doing is now they're keeping up with how fast people swipe, and so that change from scene to scene to scene to scene, action, 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 is as quick as we swipe on average through all the shit that we do. My God, is this just going to create ADD? Where do right, you go? Exactly. You know, I should already have enough problem with that. You know, I was watering plants earlier and then all of a sudden I'm cleaning baseboards. I'm like, <laughs> shit, I got a plant in water right now. Like, what the fuck am I doing right now? You know? But with that instant gratification that we live with, it's so hard for us to slow down. So I think this is one of those things that's most important for us to recognize the, the changing of the seasons, the, the observation of what's happening so we can slow down and see there's a pace that is okay to stay with and not have to rush past. You know, we can slow down to this pace where it's, it makes sense and we can observe and we can be quiet and we can see that little bud pop out of the ground. Like we just have a little, um, uh, poinsettia bush out back and all of a sudden a little, little, little bud started coming out. I'm like, yeah, I see you. It's so I exciting. You. You know? It's so, it's so exciting. And that's the thing. It's, you know, it, again, in the day and age of swiping and missing and batting, especially mm-hmm. especially when you're moving between, say, and this is that need to like just skip to Beltane. It's like, just skip to the sex. Yeah. As opposed to <laughs> the courting. Exactly. As opposed to the, the noticing of the subtleties of what happens as things birth into mm. life. And if you miss the bud, you miss all. One of the most exciting moments of the entire sequence. Uh-huh. I call it, you know, for me, it's like the greening, where it's like the sea of green. All of a sudden, one day, and you didn't even know it. Everything has this little tiny speck of that Kelly green, mm-hmm. and it's like everywhere you look. Yeah. And, you know, even for those of us who watch, you know, I watch and I'm like, there are the buds, there are the buds, there are the buds. At every, every walk. But then all of a sudden one day, even when you're not, and I pay attention, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you go, wait, how did that? And it's like, yeah. every, everything's out. All of a sudden, there's this, you know, it's as if the great orchestral goddess went mm. and baton up, yeah. instruments up, and here comes the downbeat now yeah <laughs> and all of a sudden it's all green you're like whoa <laughs> oh I, I know that feeling and i there's so where we live in kirkland streets you know there's there's trees all over and there's a center row of trees going down 124th street that is all barren and just like you said you'll drive down there one day and it's like oh my god there's green and then like a week later it's like all the cherry blossoms are out like fuck yes this is the best time of the year it's so good but I used to I used to miss that I used to miss that all the time I wasn't paying attention mm-hmm. but now when I walk my dog actually I was walking on my dog a couple weeks ago when we had so in Washington you know we have these little spurts of like a nice day in February you know or maybe like two days and so it's like mid-February and I'm walking around and it's cold 
it's still cold, but we have a sunny day, and I see these old cherry blossom buds, buds and I'm like, no, not yet. Hold on a little <laughs> longer, little ones. It's not your time. <laughs> but clearly, it knows. It knows better than I do. But I'm just like, oh, I'm just like, don't. I want to see you in, I, I want to still see you in April, right? Not just in February. Let's do this again, you know? <laughs> yeah, they're so courageous. And you're like, are you going to make it? Mm-hmm. And they're looking at you going, we've done this so many times. Don't worry, we got it. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, just check it. <laughs> so with with Ostara, uh, sounds very similar to kind of to Easter. Mm-hmm. Is is So here's the thing with this, which okay. is very interesting, right? When you look at most of the research around a lot of this, right, there is a a goddess and yeah. a spring goddess, right? Ostara, if it's I believe um, Germanic, one is one is Teutonic, okay, right, which is. O e s t r e, okay, which is Teutonic, Ostra, okay. right? And then there's Ostara, okay. Mm-hmm. They're the same goddess, okay. really. D- you know, different, slightly different culture, but from you know this, these specific areas. But the interesting part is, is there's no history about her. Mm-hmm. You can't find it. Like oh. it was randomly written about, basically at one point by some cleric somewhere that they can't find any proof or history around the worship of her at all really so now that doesn't mean she wasn't very present right Right, because we oral traditions are oral traditions how things are passed on right and whether this showed up you know there's a lot of debate because a lot of the story around her you know she's a spring goddess but the fun part is her sacred animal Right okay. or animals, mm-hmm. you know the story. There are many versions of the story, right? But the one, one of the ones that I'm most familiar is that Ostara um, was very partial to this one bird, and did not want the bird to freeze through the winter. Mm. So she turned the bird into a hare, into a rabbit. Oh, and um, once a year. The hare retains the capacity and lays eggs. Interesting. Right? All right. All so right. we have our Easter bunny. Like, how does a bunny have eggs? Right, really? yeah. Right. And the funny thing is, is we don't know how much of that, where where the reality mm-hmm. of the worship of her actually occurred okay. around that. Right? Um, so, so she is a spring maiden goddess Hmm. okay and one of the interesting bits you know when we look at again you know the the cycle of the year we have the cycle of divinity and how they are progressing how god and goddess progress and we see in multiple cultures this is the time for the resurrection of the god okay okay which kind of like that infancy to maturity right Mm -hmm. okay yeah or and you know if we even look at Christianity, this mm-hmm. is the resurrection of Jesus. Right. Right. Okay. So, and when we look at that, you know, Easter, interestingly enough, I believe, and I might be butchering this, but I'm pretty sure I'm correct on this. It's the, wait, I have this in my notes because I don't want to butcher this one. <laughs> it is, Easter is always on the first Sunday after the first full moon after spring equinox. That's why I wrote, okay, that's, I, I always wonder why that floated. Okay. So again, 
we have another, um, you know, Christian festival placed mm. really dang close right. to another one. Yeah. Right? And what I find interesting that is it's it's environmentally based. Yeah. It is a, based on a full moon. Wow. It's the first Sunday after a full moon after spring equinox. Yeah. It is still based. Even even that is based on the rhythm of Mother Earth. There you go. Which is fascinating. That when is you pretty kind fascinating. Of look at that, right? Yeah. But when we go back to it, there are many different gods and goddesses mm-hmm. that resurrected at this time that came out of the darkness and back into the light, which went back into the light season. Okay. Okay. So, you know, one of the big famous ones is Persephone coming back. Um, I've heard the, you. I remember you talking about her before. Yeah, okay. of the Eleusinian, the great Eleusinian mysteries. Mm. And, you know, uh, many people are, are familiar with, um, you know, Persephone, whether you go down, she went by choice, whether it's abduction, whether it's Persephone, the young spring goddess, goes into the underworld Mm -hmm. and is either tricked or chooses, depending upon how you're rocking and rolling this, to be be, uh, the partner of Hades, the god of the underworld. All right. Right? And... They say, you know, he tricked her by having her eat something, which mm. means she had to stay there forever. And while she was staying there, her mother Demeter in the upper world, um, in the, on the earth world, mourned. And mm. we have winter. She refused to let anything grow. Mm. Summer, all of that. And the debate kind of happened, I believe, when Hermes got down there and went, look, this is happening up here. Because of Demeter, we have to, and the the great balance was, and again, it's whether her mom or Hermes or Hades, but if you go into Persephone chooses to spend half the year in the lower world okay. and half the year up here on earth. All right. So when she reemerges at this time of year, we have spring. Right? So mom so, is happy again. Mom is she- happy. She's the the Earth Mother, yep. Really, and everything starts growing back. So we had a resurrection in that direction, and when we look at it from a Wiccan perspective, it's a little more generalized, right? Okay. Because um, the goddess stepped back out at Imolk, stepped back out onto the surface of this world in order to just begin the quickening of what's to happen, right? right? So at this time, the god is resurrected into his youth, mm-hmm. into the Greenwood. It is his vitality and spark that comes back into life. Mm. And she is out doing her thing and loving her youth and maidenhood as well. This is not... They're, in, they're very much at spring equinox individuals. Okay. They are their own thing. Doing, they are burgeoning into this is who I am in my youth, okay. right here. Before yeah. attachments, responsibilities, sexualities, anything. Right? So again, it's that beginning. Yeah, that it pace is the patience emerging. Hmm. Right, you know they get to do all the fun, sexy stuff. Come Beltane, but this this time is about getting their feet under them. And exploring and enjoying their youth right. in this world, you know, it's like 
the age bracket, I always think it's like 12, 13, 14, that kind of thing where, where you're still, you're beginning to think of different things, but you're emerging from being a child, child into like these teenager moments. Mm -hmm. And they're exploring this planet, this world, the way their energies relate to what happens around them. Right. So they are not, they are beginning their stages of, of, you know, what you were talking about, uh, maturity, right? right? Their full maturity comes like the peak of their prowess comes at summer solstice. Okay. Their maturity happens from summer solstice to Samhain, right? Right. So this is burgeoning. Okay. This is the, you know, this is before we get massively arrogant in our teenage years. Right. It's, it's that moment where it's like, okay, I, I, I'm feeling the need to stretch beyond my parents, stretch beyond what I know right. and be born in this something new in a very physical way. It almost, it almost sounds the way you're talking about it, it almost sounds like it's the preparation for the rite of passage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, there's a, there's a book uh, from Aldous Huxley called the Island. It's like, I think the last book he wrote before he passed away. And it's this protopian kind of idea about this, um, uh, the civilization and then like an Island off the Philippines and they have their own kind of like government. They're raising their kids in their own way. And it's very like nature centric, very Wiccan esque, mm-hmm. you know? Um, uh, and so one of the things they talk about is how they raise the kids and they've raised the kids in a very open way. Um, they let them uh, talk about whatever they need to talk about. There's no like corralling these kids, you know, sit down and wait till you're talked to, you know, it's very beautiful the way they talk about it, but they have this rite of passage, uh, when they turn 13, um, and it's the, the point where they start to sit with medicines and they call moksha medicines, Mm -hmm. which is another word for ayahuasca and some, Uh some kind of, uh, uh, dialects, but it's really interesting because they have that rite of passage. And I think that's one of the things that is very starved for our culture in the West is we don't have a rite of passage. It's like, you're a child and all of a sudden you wake up and you're an adult and a child meets or a a child and adult meet suit. And you're like, wait a minute, somebody's going to find out one day that I'm just a four year old in this 42 year old man's body. What the (laughs) fuck is going on? Because we, there was no rite of passage. It's like you graduated parents have been taking care of all the time and then all of a sudden it's like you're in the fucking real world and my mom and dad took very good like took advantage of that like hey your graduation present are suitcases get the fuck out Uh go make something of yourself right but you know so maybe it's that that again that we're not slowing down enough we're so in this instant gratification that we just don't want the rite of passage we just want to get to like you said the sexy fun parts Mm -hmm. you know so let's take that time. Let's take the breath. Let's prepare the body, prepare the soul for the passage into this next realm of our life in the correct and right way. Yeah. And that's, I, you know, ritualistically, and there are so many different symbols that you can bring into whatever your ceremonies and celebrations are, mm-hmm. you know? And for me, it depends upon what group you work with a lot or like here are the seeds here are the seeds here are the seeds here are the seeds and i'm like yeah what about the soil right yes like yeah well because also here in the pacific northwest i mean sure there are some seeds that can go in now right but we're still right on the edge right. of doing that like yeah. you can do some cold weather crops like now yeah. right but in reality like those seeds are going to go in a bit later, 
past this point. So mm-hmm. to me, you know, the magic is working with the soil. How do you, you know, I love the concept of, you know, on spring equinox, a bunch of people standing around a plot of soil and just sending a shit ton of energy straight at it and yeah. going, okay, you know, of like taking a shovel, turning it over and raking the bejesus out of it mm. and going, here we go. You know, um, one of the, one of the wonderful symbols is the egg mm-hmm. at this time. You know, we see it, Easter bunnies, Easter eggs and all these things and, and, uh, eggs have been the symbol of fertility and life since an egg existed. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and it, but it shows you it's it's an egg. It's not a bird yet. It's doing its thing in the egg. Uh-huh. Right? Um, so I love all of the traditions that have come around eggs, whether, you know, you know, the gorgeous way you paint it, mm-hmm. the way you, you know, the way you hide them and search for them. And I love, I love the idea of, um, you know, if you have your intention of what you're walking into this summer season, right? Mm. If you've got it and you've got some steps, right? I love the idea of hunting for an egg that you don't know where it is. And what is that fertilizing principle that you need in order to make these happen? So Mm. you can make the eggs into a divinatory something. You can draw like runes in them. The colors can have specific meanings. You can be really committed, blow the whole inside out, stuff like a piece of paper on the inside, tape it, and then you can smash (laughs) it with confetti and you have your whole whatever it is. But... What I like about the hunt is that you have to search. Mm-hmm. You have to make the effort. You have to till the soil. You have to look for what you're wanting. You have to search for it. It's not just handed to you. Right. You gotta be smart about what work you're going to do. Right. And so when you get a symbol of that egg, right, you're talking the thing that is the fertilizing principle. You know, I love the idea of, of burying an egg in the soil yeah. at this time. Yeah. Okay. And there's also, you know, I, and I've done it. I did it last year, but I think almost everybody can do it. I don't know how, it is an ooh-ah magic moment, but I don't know how ooh-ah it actually is. But supposedly on spring equinox and fall equinox, you can balance an egg. Oh, yeah. on the tip. Oh, yeah. On the tip of it. Okay. You can balance an egg on the tip of it. And I, I actually I did it last year. Everybody who came, they saw me. I was like, hey, 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 look at that. <laughs> That's pretty fantastic. Yeah, and it's kind of it's it's like there it is. Fertility balanced right at that that wow. moment of equipoise. Yeah. Here this is. And when you have when you have it happen, it takes your breath away. You just go, oh, and that's, that's the power of spring equinox mm. is you breathe and pause because you're so excited you're about to shit yourself, <laughs> but you literally breathe and pause at the awe of what is occurring and the power and the importance that you're feeling in. And that's what the, I'm, I'm, you know, taking that breath away. And yeah. I, I love those, those very magical moments like that. You know, and you can take that egg and you can, when you eat it, to be very, very conscious of what you're doing. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, You can take those shells and, you know, kind of cook them in the oven a little bit and crush them down in a powder. And that's just fertilizer for your garden, man. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, that's fertilizer for your bones. Yeah. You can take that and do the herbal thing and put it in vinegar. And the vinegar is going to ex- just going to pull all the minerals out of those shells mm-hmm. and feed the bones of your work, the bones of what you do. Mm. So to make that kind of extract at Spring Equinox creates balance and foundation. Interesting. Which I, lo- I and love. And fertility. That. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting that, you know, you bring up vinegar because every time I think of Easter, I think of, you know, the, every time I smell white vinegar, I think of Easter. Oh, because <clears> of the, know, egg the, the egg coloring. Yeah, totally. So ah. I wonder if there's like a correlation in there somewhere that you might not know about, or maybe it's just a right. weird coincidence. Well, you know? you know, and using vinegar also with different herbs and things like that, it's very blood cleansing. Yeah. This time of year. So okay. spring is that time of, of cleaning and cleansing. Mm-hmm. Cleansing in order to prepare your body for all of the external energy it's about to just throw out into the world. Right. right? And that's, I, I love the idea of vinegars and spring herbs and all those things. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's lovely. And you know, you can turn to different plants and flowers and beautiful things like that, like daffodils and primroses and all these things that we see kind of popping. And, oh, and, you know, the cherry blossoms. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh my that's my God. favorite. Cherry blossom vinegar, kids. Oh. Oh, really? Oh. oh interesting. Oh. I knew that was a thing. Yes. Just pick some cherry blossoms and pop that into some vinegar. Let that sit for like a week or so. And, okay. Like a tincture kind of oh, idea? Oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. You know, it's that beautiful power of being able to... And you can to hold on to the magic of a season. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know that's why tincturing or creating herbs or creating incenses or whatever it is, if you do it via the seasons, then you've got a whole different animal happening. Yeah, I love that you brought up the soil because that that was something that that you know it's one of those things I didn't know I needed to ask that question until I heard it asked, and I'm mm-hmm. like, of course, why didn't. Why don't I ask the soil what it needs? Mm. Why am I just putting stuff in the soil and be like, soil, do your job, right? It's like, what are we doing for the soil? There's a uh, there's a doctor I follow, Zach Bush, that does a bunch of different things, but he also works on soil mycology and things like that. Uh-huh. And he talks about how, you know, when you clear cut something, uh, you know, the first things that pop back are weeds. Um, but those are the first things that are just basically seeing like, Hey, okay, we can establish life from here. Right. And then, but you give it like a week's worth of time. And then all of a sudden you see the mycelium starting to go across because it now has assessed what needs to be done. And then you start to see these other things go up. And when the other things go up, the weeds go away because now the ecosystem is starting to find balance again, but it just needed something to get something up there and be like, Hey, fucker, what the hell just happened? You know? <laughs> but again, like, you know, we're, we're manipulating the soil for what we need it for instead of, you know, what I love with the, the it's not new by any means, probably indigenous people been doing this for centuries, but we're going to till this area. And then next season, we're not, we're going to go to this other area Rotating. and we're going to do that one because we're going to let that one kind of recover. And so we can go back to it later and still use it, you know? So it's, again, it's asking the soil what it needs. It's taking the time to prepare giving it the nutrients, listening to it. Do you need anything? Oh, no, you're, you don't want to do it this season. Cool. I'm going to go over here then. But if we just keep forcing ourselves into this, like, no, create this. Where's my carrots? Where's my food? You know, it's, there's the relationships kind of gone away. And then we become those kind of like demanding humans that we are. I'd love you, that you talk about um, listening. Hmm. The equinoxes are all about listening. Yeah. Stop. Listen. You know, you may haven't, we end... You may have intentions and this and that, but you have an intention, you put it out, and then you stop and listen for the response 
of the preparation of what needs to happen, whether it's the soil, whether it's your intention, whether it's whatever it may be. Yeah. You, if you don't stop in the silence of the balance, you actually aren't allowing space for assistance. Hmm. There's somebody I was uh, I was listening to not too long ago. Actually, I was having a conversation with, and they, I'm pre- I'm a preparer. I love being prepared and feel good about it. My anxiety goes down, all that fun shit. But this person had a really good point, and they said when you're, when you are so prepared, you know what you're going to say, when you're going to say, how you're going to say it, what you're going to do, all that fun stuff. You leave no room for the divine to come in. Right? Tell it might have been you, me. I mean, having that conversation with me the way you're looking at me. <laughs> I don't think it was. But, but, it, but it's, it's like, it's a beautiful reminder of, of make space because the divine is all around us. It's like the old uh, uh, Albert Einstein quote if you believe in, if you believe anything can be a miracle, you have to believe everything is a miracle. Right? Like you said, those buds, it's so, like that's such a beautiful little magical thing to see that bud pop up. And that's a miracle. Well, I just took a breath. That's a miracle. I'm thousands of cells and, you know, billions of all this shit put together. That's a fucking miracle. You know, the fact that we're sitting across talking to each other and then also communicating with thousands of people across the world. That's a fucking miracle. It's just beautiful to think that, like, everything can be magical if we just stop rationalizing it and allow it to be the beautiful, magical thing that it is. Yeah, I... (laughs) That's... As soon as... As soon as we embrace... Um, how connected all of those things are. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think that's probably how these miraculous moments actually happen is that it's, it's never, you know, the only thing constant is change, and here we go. And in, in, in those are going to be things that we define as miracles or define as, you know, pain or define as, and they're all miracles, which is exactly what we're talking about. But I... So what felt like a miracle to me the other day, Mm. and it's common and happens to everybody, and but it's when you're watching. I was coming home from work, and I was taking a left up my street, and the first rabbit of the season that I had seen went zipping across the way, stood and looked at me as if the rabbit just looked at me and nodded. And took off That's and I fantastic. went it's <laughs> and it was and it was like a miracle like it was the same effect as I would imagine somebody seeing the miracle cha- baby Jesus born like it was the exact same thing mm. I went oh my god it's here oh goddess is here it's here yes. and I was like a two-year-old <laughs> in the car over this sacred, sacred animal mm. of this time. Right. I mean, goodness gracious, a rabbit is very fertile. They're all over the place. They're very, very fertile. <laughs> They're very, very fast. They're very, very sensitive. They can uh-huh. turn on a dime. They shift. And hares at this time battle each other in the moonlight for, you know, partners and, the, and, and territory and mm. all of these things. So we really have the rabbit as, you know, it's not just myth. It's around you. And it became myth and, and story because 
there is this moment of breath and awe and pause because you see the transition happening in front of you and it's bigger than life and you can feel it in the tiny moment Mm -hmm. of this rabbit going across, stopping, looking at me, and then taking it off. I mean, really, that rabbit was a badass in so many ways. Yet, I was like, hey, Ostara. Uh-huh. Here we are. I'm glad you got back to the rabbits. Because, uh, you know, so is, is that where the, the term March, ra- March hare comes March from? March hare. Okay. Because yep. they're, so if I'm not mistaken, most rabbits are uh, more or less not, uh, not, not hibernating, but they're nocturnal until about this time of the year when yep. they can start to feel safe coming out. Yep. Okay. So when we see the hares, it's like, yep. okay, cool. Hey, it's spring. Yep. Look it at really that. It really is. It's, uh, I, for me, it's far more, I mean, screw the groundhog. It, <laughs> right. it, it, groundhog it's not that i don't love you but it's the it's when the, the hairs and the robins start showing back up again mm. you know and yeah. it, and however you watch for it with you whether you're watching your bird feeder or you're watching the animals go by or whatever but for me it's always been the first rabbit of the season i'm just oh done we're done now mm-hmm. now yeah the march hare i i love that and so you have that cross between these two very powerful fertility symbols right. of a, a hair and an egg. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really can't. I mean, the only thing that speeds out a rabbit are like mice and rats, really, when it comes to procreation. Right. But we see them battle and things like that around this time. So you have mm-hmm. these very powerful figures that are connected to the land that you see in reference to, and off you go. Just, you know, to, to piggyback on the fertility with rabbits, I just, I found this out not too long ago, that rabbits can get pregnant while they're pregnant. Like, they can become pregnant while they're, they can, they can have a, become pregnant with a second litter while they're almost ready to give birth to the first litter. Good goddess. I had no idea that was a, that really? was a thing. Yeah. So, like, I don't know if I, I'll have to double check and research, uh, but the the article that I was reading about this, to prep for this, was talking about hares and how fertility and, and how fertile they were and that they can get pregnant while pregnant, which I didn't know that was a thing. So. That's exhausting to think about. I, I mean, wouldn't even imagine. It's not, it's not that they're not built to do that. <laughs> right, right. But all I can think about is that has got to be exhausting. <laughs> No wonder they get chocolate shrines made after them. It's yeah. fine. That's exactly. That is exactly what what I would think of. Here's your chocolate shrine. You deserve it. You do. You've earned it. You've earned it. Well, okay. So we talked about like planting seeds um, as as something that we can start to do around this time of the year. But what are some other practices that we can do to recognize? Um, just that, that changing of the tides, that mm-hmm. slowing down, the, 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 the welcoming in of the seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, meditation is something that's always pretty strong for me around this time, intention settings, mm-hmm. uh, really kind of looking at, you know, we talked about in uh, for, for Imolk how February is the, the, the snowiest month, so it's our quietest time to really kind of dial in what we want to plant for mm-hmm. this time of the year. Mm-hmm. So that meditative state. And so what are some of the other practices that we can kind of like get into to usher this in yeah so um i think uh, yeah meditation's great journaling is really great getting mm. your stuff into a written form okay um i like so soil for me again you know i i like when we're working with ritual and thing like that either if you have a garden or friends have a garden or whatever it is consciously prep that soil 
Mm. and do everything you can, whether it's, you know, weed it, till it, burn some stuff, whatever you need to do, and then, you know, bless it, fertilize it. Right. Do all those things. And for yourself, you can do that with a bowl of dirt in your house, you know, where you put your hands in that dirt and sit still. Hmm. You know, just... Be and open every cell of your being to the microcosm of what that good, that soil actually is. That is life. Mm. And if you, whether you put your hands over it or in it, better if you got your hands in it. Get them dirty. Yeah. In there. And just be quiet. Have a moment to feel what it's like to all of that potential right that energy of potential and help there's this exchange that's about to happen between the soil and you in this upcoming season and be i like to be very conscious of that link of there is this give and this cake how do i open to everything that the soil is how do i open to what it needs Mm. how do i open to what it's going to give me and I will take that a piece of paper. You know, if you want to be really ooh about it, you do environmental dissolvable paper. There you go. There you oh, go. which I love. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I love it. And then, like, you make yourself your own ink out of, like, black walnut hull or something. Or, oh, sap, yeah. or, or like, turmeric or whatever it is. And I have this gorgeous... God, I get so witchy. I love... I love all of the physical detail in ritual mm. every tiny thing i'm i'm a taurus rising which means i really love tactile beauty okay i just love it right so out will come that disposable paper and i have a glass ink dipping pen oh yeah and i will dip that in my turmeric ink and I will write my two or three lines after I've meditated with the soil. Mm. I will put that piece of paper on it. I will get water. I highly suggest it being rainwater from here. Oh, okay, yeah. Put a cup outside, gang. and Because the water is the signal of the time of year here. Right. You know, I get it. From the Wiccan perspective, it's you know very European, blah, blah, blah. Pacific Northwest, this is rain. Yeah. Rain means spring here in mm-hmm. a very, very force, you know, forcibly powerful way. Oh, yeah. It comes with a thunder. Oh, it's yeah. crazy. So you take that rainwater and you have a moment with the rainwater. And then you pour that rainwater over the intention into the soil. Mm, damn. Yeah. And then you place your egg by it. Ah, the egg. You put your egg on top of that. Put that on your altar for the season. Whew. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. I love that. You have, and it's it's infinitely creative. Mm-hmm. I mean, so creative with how you can do it. But I suggest pausing, meditating, taking stock, being open to potential. Um, the uh, And, you know, get outside, find, you know, bless the buds, yep. see what you're looking at. If you have friends who can work outside, ask them if you can rake their garden. It, like, be a part of 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 the preparation mm-hmm. right and then make the magic happen with the soil 
make sure you have your foundational moment with that. And also like for me at around five o'clock, I go outside and go, it's still light out. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. Such a I'll go out feeling. and go, it's still light out. But on that day, I like to thank the darkness. Mm, okay. I just do. That's beautiful. The light is about to win out. Right. Right there. Yeah, it gets its time. It gets yeah. its time for the next it's, few months. And so there is a moment in that pause of mm. going, thank you. Looking at your preparation and then turning to face what's coming. Right. Yeah. So that soil also is the darkness. Yeah. Too. It's what we were sitting. It's what all the plants were sitting in. Yeah. Dormant. Right? Mm-hmm. The darkness and richness of that soil when you feel that, then you're not as afraid of the dark anymore. You get to look at it as all of the potential and the rest and the nurturance and, uh, you know, and the transformation mm-hmm. that it, it goes through. You know, we never, you know, autumn equinox we're like thank you light come back soon yeah right (laughs) at spring equinox we're never thank you dark come back soon and Mm -hmm. i kind of feel bad yeah as i like personify everything we good pagans personify the crap out of everything (laughs) attach human emotions to things and oh yeah (laughs) absolutely and in that moment i'm like don't forget the darkness yep thank you Thank you for everything that you brought. I think that that practice to me would be even stronger in a place like, say, Alaska or mm. or or Iceland, where you have those immense, long, like twenty four hour light days and twenty four hour dark days. Like you might feel so so thankful to get past that. It's just been dark for like weeks and weeks and weeks, and now it's light. Oh my God, there's light! Thank God. But in June, when it's been bright for 24 hours of for two weeks, like where the fuck is the dark? <laughs> I got the blackout shades. My eyes don't close <laughs> tight enough. Like Jesus Christ. So it's like, yeah, there is that balance. It's like there, we need the balance because too much of anything is really going to drive us crazy. Yeah. 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 And it's that's it, and it's also I, I like that it's also a time with the goddess and the god for individuality. Mm. It, without expectation of what you're supposed to be, right. you can just be at this time. From spring equinox to, you know, Beltane. It's it's when, you know, boys and girls were just friends. Right. And just shared and cared and this and that and everybody was just, this, it's, you know, there's a part of me that I'm like, couldn't we all have just stayed there? That's, like, yeah. couldn't it have just stayed there? But... No, but that's the beauty of spring equinox is to allow ourselves to go individual. This is another thing to think about. Individually, mm-hmm. without all the responsibilities and with all of this and whatever you your labels are in a given moment, right? Whether it's, it's you know, for me, whether it's crone, herbalist, witch, you know, whatever it may be, set them aside for a second and just remember what it's like to be. Hmm. Being instead of doing. Yes. It is, you know, it's the prep. You're about, you are about to do, walk into the season. And this season is all about do, 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 I mean, that's what you're about to walk into. So how about you just go, wow, isn't this all cool? Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. Without any agenda. Yeah. For a bit, 
to have that moment, you know, just prepare. Everything's coming. Just, just live in this moment. Yep. Yes. That's been one of my practices for the past couple of years is, is trying to just be present in the moment instead of there's an old Alan Watts quote, you know, how present can you be through your productivity? Mm-hmm. You know, I was so much like, like a taskmaster, like I got my list and I do my list. I'm like, yay. But if I was anything left on my list, no matter if I did like 30 things, there was the 31st thing that I didn't check off my list. My whole day was shot and I would just beat myself up and make up these fucking stories about how worthless I was. And I'm so lazy, but I didn't credit myself for all the 30 things that I did, right? And so now it's, I use this analogy a lot, but it's, you know, like when I change my daughter's light bulb, like I'm screwing it in slowly, one hand turn at a time and thinking about like, hey, she's going to read some cool books with this light and she gets to do her homework, which she probably hates, but it'll be good for her in the long run, you know? Talking to her friends, whatever the hell she does. Harper, that's great. Do you. But here you go. Here's a light. Enjoy that light. And next, I'm going to go do the other thing that's on my list instead of screwing that light bulb in and being like, I can't wait to clean the baseboards, which who fucking wants to clean the baseboards, right? You know? <laughs> Be present. Well, you know, it's so... I, I do... I'm a part of this um, this fantastic online um, uh, by Boho Tarot, this um, Weaver, part of her Weaver's YouTube tarot world. And she's got this great monthly medicine. And this month is all about... Um, fire and spark and things like that. And, you know, you explore what your spark is. And then she had a couple of questions in there about what is suffocating your spark, right? And for me, and it's just what you were talking about, my spark had something to do with actually being more satisfied with what I have and what I'm doing. Like, I'm a Mars in Aries. My ass is sparked 24-7. It never (laughs) stops, right? So the spark was to feel grounded, safe, and enjoying what you have Mm. in an earthy way. And it moved into, so what suffocates it? And it was the sun card. What suffocated it was go, go, more light, more, 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 until you burn and there's nothing but the desert. Yep. And it was the exact opposite of what I would have thought spark and suffocate was. Wow. Spark was grounding and earthing. Suffocating was too much fire, too much action. Mm -hmm. And so for me walking into the spring equinox and doing that work, it's like, now this, this is preparing to be able to enjoy right. the grounding, birthing, growing process and not just push, 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 push past it. So yeah. I, I love that concept around spring equinox as well because you just have to be present or right. you burn out. Yep. And that infancy you keep talking about or that, 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 that slowness and that, 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 that childlike revere that we have there were, everything was wonderful back then. Like everything was new. Everything was beautiful. You know, there's a therapist that I follow that, uh, that talks about how toddlers are some of the most uh, emotionally stable people in the world because you always know how they feel. They're not hiding anything, right? They're, they're happy. Hey, look at me. I'm fucking happy. look at me. I'm sad. I'm going to throw some shit. Right. But you know, right. And, but so being that child again and seeing 
the sun and be like, holy cow, there's a big fucking star in the sky that keeps us warm. That's crazy. You know, the sky is blue. It's really not. That's just gas in the sky that makes it look blue. That's fucking crazy. We're made of molecules. That's fucking crazy. You know, but embrace that. Be like, cool. I'm a star being that's floating on a rock going 10,000 miles an hour in a goddamn solar system that's about to collide with another solar system in probably a billion years, but who fucking cares? And that's fucking crazy. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Embrace it. Love the craziness, yeah, you know? Yeah, the awe. The awe. Yes. And, you know, that's what we do in these early age stages. And as adults, we go, we lose that. And it's very hard to retain, to find it again. Yeah. And that's where spring equinox can bring some of that back. You don't always, always have to be the adult you can come back into isn't that just fucking crazy yep go get your oil change some other time just go sit outside and watch the fucking blooms blossom yes hell yeah well danica you're the best thank you so much for walking us through this uh this beautiful uh ostara spring equinox uh we will be back very soon talking about beltane on march may may 1st may 1st right on okay uh, so this podcast will come out on the the day of uh our spring equinox which is the 20th 20th yep uh, so check it out and always reach out to danica and myself we're always here for you we'll see you next time bye thank you so much for spending time with danica and i Check out the show notes for ways to get in touch with Danica or myself. If we can do anything to help you on your journey, please let us know. Obeisance to love. We'll see you next time.